Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The only thing necessary for evil to prevail is that good men and women do nothing. I am simply a mouthpiece for good people from around the world who want to make a difference. Engagement and the involvement of ordinary people is what is going to change our criminal justice system. Many have tried and failed. The only difference between them and me is I'm bringing an army with me. This is Truth and Justice. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Truth and Justice. This is a very special edition of our Friday follow-up episode. This week, we are at an undisclosed location, and we are researching our Season 5 case. And in the room with me today, in this hotel room, which, by the way, we want to warn you right up front, the sound quality of this episode is probably going to be, what would you say, guys? Poor. Terrible. (laughs) It's unlikely that it's going to be very good uh, because of the setup that we have to use because we're on the road. Uh, but those voices you just heard right there is number one, my my co-host in chief. I'm looking at through a <laughs> hole in the the case. Yeah, I can only see your eyeballs <laughs> through the case. You guys know that uh, that sweet tenor voice that is my main man, Mike Bussing. That's right. Thanks for having me, Bob. <laughs> uh, and this guy over here to my left is who has been known as our music man for the last year. Uh, he's also our sound engineer for the podcast, so we'll blame him for the outcome of this episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he is actually joining us on the investigation, which we're going to talk a little bit about in the second segment here today. Uh, but that guy right there, uh, the, those sultry, dulcet tones you hear coming from that corner of the room, that is my main man, Shane Yoder. Thanks for joining us today, Shane. No problem. Thank you. So we're going to go ahead and get started. This is going to be obviously very unorthodox. Uh, we had we were trying to figure out how to get this Friday follow-up done. And uh, episode 328, the season finale, th- there wasn't a lot of questions. You know, the follow-ups are mm-hmm. typically designed to answer listener questions. And nobody really had any questions. No, yeah, it was more of a, because it was more of a buttoning up type episode. Yeah, and it was very emotional. Uh, and so, you know, we have, you know, a million Twitter comments about how people were crying at work and crying in their car, mm-hmm. uh, and just how touched they were by the whole thing, which is awesome. It's exactly what we were trying to go for, um, in that episode is not to make people cry, uh, but to kind of let people in on, uh, the emotions that go into the work that we're doing both on our side and on the side of the people that we're working for. Yeah. I felt it was a good, good release. A- People were able to release emotion. I know I was. You know, in that episode, everything was building up to that episode for me. And it was a good avenue for for me to just get it all out. 
Yeah, I mean, I know I I shed a lot of tears during the recording, and you know Shane texted me and said that I think the text that you sent me said uh, I'm bawling my eyes out right now mm-hmm. uh, while you were looking at it and scoring yep. it. Um, and Mike uh, Mike has no soul; he doesn't he doesn't cry. No, no, um, <laughs> that's not true at all, Bob. Come on, <laughs> no, it's not. We uh, we all got a little choked up. Yeah, yeah. I thought the episode really um, allowed us to further humanize Jesse and Patricia. And I think you had her on, her on an episode early on, right? Like it was might have been the first episode of the season, right? Uh, yeah, and it was a little ways in. But you and yeah. I, you and I recorded that episode, right? Months. Or not that episode. We recorded that interview months before we ever aired uh, Patricia's the, the bit where we heard from Patricia on the podcast. Right, right. That was, and that was also in a hotel. That was in a hotel in Dallas. And um, unfortunately, we didn't get to use a whole lot of it. We were still kind of learning our sound equipment, and it was something as simple. I think we said that on the show. Is P- Patricia had um, a bunch of oh yeah the bracelets. Yeah, she had bracelets on her hand, and she kept she was kind of fidgeting with the bracelets. Uh, which just sounded like firecrackers going off yeah. in your ears when you were listening to it. So, um, but it was it was cool for everybody to hear with clear sounding audio from Patricia because she she has been so involved. I mean she she helps me pass messages back and forth to Jesse, you know, because she goes and visits him all the time and talks to him on the phone more than I do, you know. So I'll you know, hey, can you tell Jesse to do this? And then you know, there was sometimes when she couldn't make it down to see him, and she'd ask me to pass messages along to him, and it was. It was kind of neat to be for me to be that go between, you know, from like we said, J- Jesse was kind of this, you know, this hardened guy when we started this case. And, you know, to hear him tell me, well, you know, I didn't get to see Patricia this weekend. Uh, please tell her I love her and tell Nicole I love her and, and you know, vice versa and going back and forth. Uh, so it, Patricia has been very, very involved. She got involved early in the the fan page and on Twitter, and she is. I think we, I think because of what we were doing, Trisha, Patricia is now on Snapchat. She's on Snapchat, oh yeah, or she's on Periscope. She's on every platform now, huh? Yeah, everything. <laughs> um, just to follow with what we're doing. Uh, so it was awesome to hear from her. Now, before we really get into, because uh, there's kind of three elements that I want to talk about uh, in this episode, and of course we got to do we got to do one break for an ad here in here. Uh, here, which we'll do shortly, but um, the three elements. One, we had one that I found actual listener question about that episode, uh, and so I want to cover that, and and then we'll probably take our break, and then I want to talk about um, kind of the making of that episode. Not necessarily that episode, but kind of the um, the way we're doing our productions now that we have all three of us in the room here together. Uh, and then, and then give a little insight into kind of what's to come and how we've how we've kind of learned, adapted, and changed things to make things better. So, let's go ahead and uh, I guess let's get into our one listener question. Sure. Okay, our one question today, and I know Mike, this is usually your job, but mm-hmm. because of this. Are set up, I, and again, I have to sit on the opposite side of the room of these guys because yeah. the, the way the sound equipment's working. Uh, so we have a Twitter question, and it is from Robin Risley Fenema. Uh, she's from San Antonio, Texas, and she asked, "Curious, what help Jesse, Ed, etc., will receive post release? They will be entering a vastly different world, and I can't help but believe it will be one of the most difficult things they will ever face." Does the Innocence Project have a program in place for released persons? 
uh, I didn't really know the answer to that. And, you know, I had to, to get a hold of Allison, uh, Ed and Jesse's attorney with the Innocence Project of Texas uh, to ask her about it. And she said that the Innocence Project of Texas is currently working on a transition program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Innocence Project Maine, the, the National Innocence, Innocence Project, does in fact have a transition program. And, you know, anyone that gets released, Jesse or Ed, even though they were they have IPT, IPTX um uh, support and and representation, they will still have access to that help. But it's something like we've never really just. You guys ever thought about that leaving that prison into into the free world? It's got to be such a shock, you know. And even I think in in an interview I heard from Jesse at one point, he was talking about how a lot of guys have trouble with that for a number of different reasons, adjusting back to real life. Yeah, well, I remember he actually on the on the follow on the finale. I think he said that he had a friend that was scheduled to be released after twenty eight years and was considering doing something to keep himself right. in because he was just afraid to go out. And that was something that, wow. yeah, you, you don't think about it uh, when we're here. We're just like, let's get him out of there. But it, it takes me back to the first time that I met Ed in the prison, and I remember that was a very emotional episode for me too because. Mm-hmm. It was it it called into question everything about what I do, about yeah. what we do, just as free people. You know, it was you know they had to he had to be strip searched to walk out and just talk to his friend, and you know it was for me to give him you know a, a coke to drink his favorite drink. You know, I had to go to the guard at the end and for to hand it to him, and then it's like when he was walking away and he's going back into that cage. I just remember leaving and then going out to lunch and just thinking, this is crazy. Like, he doesn't ever get to do that. You know, he doesn't get to decide what he eats. Right. You know, he has to. And, and so when you live a life for for 20 plus years, in both of their cases, where you don't get to make decisions. You know, everything is decided for you when you wake up, when you go to bed, when you eat, what you eat. Uh, and and you, you get into that mentality. I'm sure you have to, to where you're just waiting for someone to tell you what to do next. Yeah. I, the other thing about that is the things for him to live are provided for him and every other prisoner in there. And that's something a lot of people like me, I don't think about. But once you get out, you you do have to work and you do have to provide for yourself. And that I'm sure that's a that's a shock in its own. Yeah. You know, other, other than like the culture, how, how that's changed and all, you know, all the, the job opportunities and stuff like that, you know, besides that, it's just the act of providing for yourself. Right. And I'm sure that's, that's hard. It's, it's like being 18 again, almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a huge, it would be a huge thing because yeah, I mean, it's, their life is shitty. I mean, they, they, they have shitty food, they have yeah. shitty beds, they have, yeah. you know, but their basic survival needs are provided for them. Right. Yeah. And so then, they have, and, the, and again, like you said, the culture change, and think about that, you know, Jesse said in this interview, and Ed said the same thing, you know, Ed Aids has never been on the internet. Mm-hmm. And Jesse sounded like he has been on a computer before, but doesn't have a clue, you know, so to come out and everything is just so, you know, we forget sometimes when we're talking to him even about Twitter or Facebook or right. 
It's like they don't have they don't have any idea what any of that stuff is. Mm-hmm. And trying to explain a podcast to Jesse and Ed when we first took over uh, or took their cases has been crazy. Um, but yeah, so it, it luckily in both of our cases, and I don't think this is very common, but in uh, Jesse's case and Ed's case, they both have families that are there to support them. Yeah, you know they, you know Jesse got married in prison to Patricia, you know the lifelong sweethearts, childhood sweethearts, and then Ed, you know Kim is just stuck with him for eighteen years of prison. They're that's still married. amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, so that, but I think that's a rarity. I think that these projects, yeah. and that's something that maybe you know that's that's what's been so heartwarming about the fact that our listeners have really, really stepped up and helped donate money to the Innocence Project. I mean that money's going. The DNA testing and things, but that that still frees up money that they can they can put towards programs like this and things like this because there's just there's just so many levels and layers to the work that the Innocence Project, the Innocence Project of Texas, uh, any of them are doing uh, that we don't even think about. So, whoops, my computer's not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Robin, to answer your question. Uh, they would both have access to some of these programs, um, but it's not through the Innocence Project of Texas, but through the main Innocence Project. Yes, they would have some pro, um, some access to transition programs. Now you do wonder what those programs entail, if it's housing or if it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's a good... They you know, help them find jobs, things like that. Yeah, and maybe we can do that in another follow-up. Because, you know, we, that question came in shortly before we recorded, and so yeah. I you know went to Allison and got what we couldn't you know, to have an answer for it in the five minutes before we recorded this. Right. But, uh, yeah, that'll be a good one to kind of put a button on and come back to. Because uh, I'm curious, too, is, to, is what kind of support these guys and men and women both would have when they come out of the prison. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, now before we begin the next segment, I've opened. A beer. This is now uh, the Have a Beer with Bob and Shane and Mike episode. Hey, I like the sound of that. Uh, and that's because we, we've had, uh, I don't want to say a rough week, because it's really been an awesome week. Says the guy with no poison ivy. Chiggers. <laughs> 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 I don't have any bruises. Uh, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that here in a few minutes. Um, but it's been a really cool week working together. And this relationship between the three of us has has really come a long way, and we've we've found just constantly better ways to work together to produce better episodes for you. So maybe, guys, just for a few minutes, we can kind of talk about 
the process. I know we had Shane on a few months ago, and you talked about how you score the episodes, but we've even changed since then. So the way things used to work is I did my investigation, and I wrote an outline, and then I recorded the episode. Mike's main job was is check is sound guy. He's checking the sound levels, making sure I don't misspeak, and telling me when I need to repeat things, things like that. When it's done, the episode goes to Mike. Mike edits it. And when he's done editing it, he sends it to Shane, and then Shane puts the music in. For many months, that's exactly how we did things. And what we realized is Mike is – because one thing that Mike does uh, – and maybe you talk a little bit how you do that, Mike. But okay. Mike controls the tempo of the show. So contrary to popular belief – now, in this episode, this is – hopefully, we're doing well enough. This is unedited because we just don't have the time or right. place to edit this. But typically, in a, in a main episode – when I talk, in order to make sure that I'm speaking clearly and I'm not stepping on my words or mumble-mouthing things, I, I'll leave large gaps between sentences just to make sure everything's crisp and clean. And so part of Mike's job is to bring those gaps together. And you control the tempo, which also helps control the feel of the episode. And I know a lot of times that's tough on you because in the past, you didn't know what the hell I was going to say. Right. When we started. And so that's something that we've changed. But can you talk a little bit about how you do that, how you kind of control the tempo of the episode? I mean, without getting technical about the, the editing software. Sure. Um, well, I guess to start, most of our episodes uh, follow a couple different formats, if you will. There's there's really two kinds. There's the, the storytelling episodes, which are a little more theatrical and dramatic. And then you have the more informative episodes, which is really just you delivering the facts to the listeners. Um, and what I like to do a lot of times is more so with those uh, with those theatrical episodes is really get that cadence down and really make sure that you're you're speaking in a way that is gonna is gonna work well with the music that's coming behind it. Yeah, because you have to anticipate what Shane's gonna do. Exactly, exactly. And that's, if you look at the opposite side of that, the other, the other episodes, the informative stuff, my main focus there is to just make sure that you're clear and concise and there aren't any errors in your facts and yeah. in your delivering of the facts. Yeah, and I know that you've told me like you'll change the speed you know, in those really storytelling type of episodes. You slow things down and you make things more dramatic. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you've talked to me about how when we're doing one of those very, you know, evidence-based episodes that just, there's just not a lot of, there's not a lot of mystery going on and we're right. just giving facts uh, where if I say something that's, that the listeners really need to absorb that you'll leave. We'll give them a couple of seconds to think about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so that's what Mike does is he'll, he'll control that pace, control the cadence. Mike, Mike can also make me sound monotone as hell if he wanted to. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, when, you, when the space between sentences and things like that, Mike controls that. So he could he could make the space between every single sentence the exact these are things people don't think about. Right. But he could make those the exact same distance between every single sentence and you would fall asleep listening yeah. to the episode. And a lot of times you don't want to think about that part of it too much because you'll drive yourself crazy. You know, you, you for me like I have a baseline of what uh like what your delivery should sound like in my mind when I go into an episode. But I mean if you really think about it there's no rule book to, to the spacing and to the cadence and to how you should sound. It's all about feel. Yeah, it is. It really is. And, and so part of that, what we've changed is, so Mike, now that we're, you know, because he came in mid-season two. 
Right. And so with season three, now Mike is is in the office with me and traveling with me and doing the investigation with me. And we talk a lot about pre-production. We help build outlines together. And so Mike knows when we sit down most of the time what we're going for, you know, what the goal is. Yeah. Um, and then, and then once Mike's done, he sends it over to Shane. So it's kind of like, I, well, I should, I, I would say that I anticipate what you're doing, but really my job is the easiest because I just, I just say some shit and then <laughs> you're just the talent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Could you say that again? Slower. <laughs> no. <laughs> so arrogant. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I just say this stuff. I just say words. And then you guys, you guys work your magic. So you have the anticipation of what Shane's going to do. And then Shane's talked about uh, before how he he takes that and and tries to capture the feeling of it, and then puts the music in. Uh, but now Shane's part of these pre production meetings. We talk. It used to be once a week. Hey man, here's the episode. This is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Or maybe here's an outline. Um, but now. Uh, what we've done in season three towards the end is Shane's much more involved. He knows, but he knows what's coming. And we talk, you know, like for lead. So leading up, for example, the one we're talking about now, um, because you just did some brilliant work with the season finale. Yeah. Um, you. you knew what was coming. You know, I, I, we talked about it. You actually came up to Michigan um, to visit a mm-hmm. couple of weeks before that. And we're like, man, this is what's coming. We're going to talk to Patricia. We're going to talk to Jesse. And, and I knew what was coming with Jesse to an extent because I talked to Jesse every week and, and he's in, in Mike's heard it many times. He's in the last two months, he's just been so emotional. So I knew that was coming. And so I was telling Shane, man, this is, um, this is what's happening. This is what you, what you can expect. This is the feel we're trying to get. And, um, and the one big thing that, that I was really, I think that as a team, we did a good job of portraying, the big picture message about what we're doing mm-hmm. uh, in this episode. So, you know, it, we're, our focus is so much on Jesse and on Ed and it always will be. And with the innocence project and in this project of Texas and just in, in the cases and the families. But for me, this is a calling that I left my career to do because I wanted to make, I wanted to be a part of making a difference in the world. And, and, and even if it's our little spot and our little bit of audience, but for people to be a part of something good you know and and to make a difference with things and and it's just such a it's an incredible we have mike left his career to join us yeah shane didn't didn't really leave your career to join us but i really feel like like this is no coincidence i left my career not knowing about what you wanted me to do uh with truth and justice and i left you know just pursuing my own thing Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to do, and my passion is to write music and songs to touch people's lives. That's that's essentially all it is. And it that you and I, truth and justice, and I, and we're a great fit because we're essentially we're just like brothers. Yeah, you know? and we get along very well. And our our goal is really the same thing, but different avenues. Yeah. And it's like the, the, the overall process is it's a, it's a team effort. And I think we've got a great team and we all, we all are searching to make an impact for the greater good. And right. it's, and I mean, I'm kind of rambling on here cause it's just, we, it's, it's up to talk about without sounding arrogant 
or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like, like we're the best because you know, there's we're just not, but uh, we're doing the best we can do, and and I think it's making a difference to see social media light up like it has in the last day, which is people just so moved by mm-hmm. the episode. And and I want to talk a little bit about and let you explain uh, the song mm-hmm. that nobody knows but me. Yeah. Um, that was you know, speaking of writing songs. That was you just did that. It was just one day. Shane's like, "Hey, man, I was because was it Chrissy? Your wife was out of town for work, and you just were chilling in the mountains." Yeah, yep. That's <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, I sat down with the acoustic guitar, and I was just thinking about. It was about halfway through the season, and I was thinking about the Jesse's mindset, how it must be in prison, and. I just started writing just like any other song, you know, just tapping into that that mindset of somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, how I would feel, you know, but through somebody else's eyes and his experiences that I've heard throughout the season. And once I got done, I, I was in tears when I was writing it. Yeah. Like it was just, it was just a, I knew it was something more than just a song I had to get off my chest mm-hmm. and uh, I contacted the the singer, uh, the main singer, Nathan Friend. He's an old buddy of mine and works with me on a regular basis with the songs from Put Them in a Song and Erica Chambers, who did the background vocals and they did it for free. I asked them if they would be willing to do it and they really like Truth and Justice and what what you're doing and they were on board and they did an amazing job. Yeah. It's just, it's incredible. And it moved the listeners didn't quite get the full feeling of how much that song moved Jesse because, you know, in the post-production for sound quality reason, we, we cut out Jesse listening to the song and then put in a clean version of the song. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause what was happening, I was holding my phone on speakerphone up to my computer playing it for Jesse and so it wasn't hooked to the soundboard either when that was happening. And during the song, I mean, he just, he he lost it. He completely lost it. Oh, did he? Yeah. And, you know, wow. and so we, but there was that when we were done listening to the song, I'm, I'm trying to rush back to the recording table to get him plugged back in. And uh, we talked a little bit and he just was just, so by the, so when I plugged it back in, he was finally kind of getting almost composed. But, mm-hmm. yeah. he, and it was for Jesse, what was so moving to him, and I and I hope that came across to all of the listeners, was just how moved he was by the willingness of strangers to help him. You know, it changes life. It changes. You know, and and I, and I think by now everybody listening knows that that um, we know that everybody listening we have every race, religion, sexual orientation in the world listening to this episode. And so, and and we love and respect everybody for what they do. But you know, it's it's no secret that myself, I'm I'm a Christian. That's my faith, and so was Shane and Mike. And so, for me to hear Jesse talking about, and I've never pushed, even talked to him about it, but to say that he's he's wanting to go to to go to church mm-hmm. was a big deal. And and again, please, I I mean, I don't want people being offended by that because they're not the same faith. I mean, whether right. if he had told me I want to go to the mosque or, you know, I want to go to, to temple or, or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that what we've done, and I say not just the three of us in the room, but everybody, because the, the part that moved him so much was not 
that the three of us were willing to do this for him. The part that moved Jesse so much was the fact that hundreds of thousands of people for free, for no no personal gain, have done things, everything from writing him letters in prison to helping research the case to building a website, transcribing an episode, just everything that everyone does. Uh, that is what is so moving to him, and it's and it's life changing for him. So you know the 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 outlet there is, you know, for him that he's you know he he when he says that he when he gets out he wants to do I, in classic Jesse style. I believe his quote was, "Maybe I'll get my ass on a computer when I get out, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 help some people." Um, but he really wants to make a difference, and so um, so yeah. As far as that episode goes, also one thing we didn't really 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 make very clear in the episode that your song uh, nobody knows about me is one thing the other thing that shane told me when he wrote it was because i was like man we can put that out on itunes for you or whatever you can make some money was i don't want any money for this like i wanted to go to and we talked about a different few different places it can go so um but what we landed on in, in the midst of us trying to raise money for the innocence project of texas which is still going by the way uh, ip of texas.org Click donate in the comment section. Put hashtag Truth and Justice Army. I, I don't know where. I haven't checked since we recorded last week when we were over three thousand, uh, but the number was still going up. So, so you can still donate there. But in the midst of that, uh, Shane put the song on his website. Put them in a song dot com under the download section, mm-hmm. and it's what is a buck twenty nine or something. Yeah, you can download the song, and a hundred percent of the proceeds from that are going directly to the Innocence Project of Texas from Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like the song, uh, shit, if you don't like the song, go download it anyway, because it's just going to be, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll just be some money, uh, going, more money going to the Innocence Project. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And so lastly, the last thing I want to talk about, because um, I'm, I'm just, I'm sitting here thinking about how we're in a hotel and have to get this thing pieced together and it's already 36 minutes in, <laughs> yeah. is what's coming next. So we are lucky enough that, you know, Mike and I do this full time for our living yep. and Shane you know, he, this is not all he does. You know, he does his work writing songs and put them in a song.com mm-hmm. um, and, and all that and plus scoring the episodes and all that. But we all have enough flexibility to where we are, you know, as we can't disclose our location right now, but we have been on location for the last four days and Shane met us here. We were, we were I, I can tell you we are in the Midwest where people can drive from Michigan and drive from Tennessee and both be there in a day. 
So if you take if you take where Shane lives in Nashville, <laughs> and if you take like a twelve hour drive circle and circle, and then I take a twelve hour drive from where we live, everywhere that overlaps, we're somewhere in there. Oh, you're such a tease, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Get your pens and pads out, everybody. Uh, yeah, there, people are going to be doing. They're making a Venn diagram. Yeah, <laughs> to figure out where we're at. Um, <laughs> but th- this has just been such an awesome experience over the last few days because we are out here investigating our next case, and it's yep. we've already made a lot of progress. And Mike has poison ivy. I've got poison ivy and and chiggers and chiggers, whatever those are. Shane introduced me to these oh, these. Man. I thought you were kidding when you they, when you mentioned chiggers. They're and, a bitch, man. Yeah, apparently they're this there's this they're this uh, skin boring bug that bites India and creates this nice big pus bubble, and you got to deal with that for a week or so before you mm-hmm. kill them out. So sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. You know, it's a learning experience. Yeah, and there's some bruises and some cuts and scrapes. Lots of scrapes, lots of cuts. Stepped on a fire ant hill today. Uh, yeah, to top it off, <laughs> the, the literal. The literal cherry on top was when I stepped on the only fire ant hill in the entire area. And thank you for warning me about that. I, I say I was a pretty good friend because you. How st- long did you? I want to know this really quick. How long did you know I was standing on that before you said something? <laughs> it was a me. Like I, we were standing there talking, and I just looked down and I'm like, "What is his foot in?" <laughs> and then, oh no, no, because you stepped on it, yeah. And you were like, "Oh man, I stepped in mud." Yeah, it, was, it looked like a little, just it looked like clay, muddy mm-hmm. sludge. So it was like right after that, I looked down and I just see a million ants crawling up <laughs> Mike's leg. Uh, so, so I warned you right away. Yeah, um, thanks, buddy. Yeah, but 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 what's awesome is so season five is just going to be groundbreaking. I think as far as what we're doing because we've got. All three elements of the production team together from the ground up doing the investigation out in the field. Um, we've already recorded a couple of, of amazing interviews. Um, we've had to do some field tests and things. There's just been a lot that we've been doing and doing it together. So when we go to make these episodes now, you know, it's it's not Shane like, oh, it's mm-hmm. Thursday afternoon. When are they going to send me? And then what's it got to sound like? Mm-hmm. Now, when we tell him we're going to do the episode about this subject, he was there. You know, you're, 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 he was there when this was happening, mm-hmm. uh, so he'll be able to capture that feeling a lot more. And I, I actually knew about this about a month ago, maybe more. And so I've already started working on new tracks to place the listeners in the area, yeah, in the country, and also the the time frame about when it took place. Yeah. Without trying try not to give away yeah. too much information yeah. about it. So you'll be able to hear actual ambient sounds from the exact crime scene mm-hmm. in the episodes and also uh, the style of music of the era and location. And so, Because that's one thing that we're, is a real goal for us moving forward is to really try to immerse the listeners in what we're doing, you yeah. know, to, to produce episodes where you all feel like you're right there with us. Yeah. Uh, because you are. I mean, in spirit, I mean, that's that's what this is all about. It's all about crowdsourcing, working together for a greater good. And speaking of which, um, in the meantime, while we're, we're over here researching this case, 
Um, we were already also researching another case that is going to launch in two days on Sunday. Is going to be episode 401. And we already told you it's going to be the George Powell case out of Florida. I don't know if any of you, or excuse me, out of Texas. And so I don't know if any of you have already done a little bit of research on it. Um, but episode 401, the season premiere of episode one is already, we did that before we left. It's done, cut, scored, mastered, and published. So on Sunday morning, and I mean, when Shane sent me the finished version back and then Mike and I listened to it in the truck on Sunday, it just, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, was, it's good. It good came stuff. out really good. So um, we're really looking forward to all of you engaging in season four. Like we said, it's going to be a six episode kind of mini season uh, that we're going to cover the George Powell case. It's an incredibly intriguing case. Very interesting. And, and Michael Ware and Allison with the Innocence Project of Texas believe that all of us engaging together can make a difference in the outcome uh, in George Powell's life. So that's going to be the goal. So please make sure you tune in on Sunday. Thank you all for tuning into this episode and, and forgive us for the, um, amateurish as we're talking about the brilliant sound quality of the new episodes we produced <laughs> yeah. the worst sound quality episode ever but it's it's been cool just sitting down talking to you guys and uh you know mike i know you know i, I make you be here but thanks for coming and <laughs> yeah no problem man up, we'll get you some cortisone some, <laughs> yeah maybe some calamine lotion yeah please so, yeah you're gonna be just fine <laughs> it's a company write-off yeah <laughs> but thanks mike for putting up a lot of shit this week thank you um and and shane really especially uh for dropping what you're doing and coming hanging out with us for uh last couple of days today's gonna be our last day on location but it's been great having you along with us i feel the same way man i can't wait till the next trip It'd be awesome. And for all of you, thank you so much for all of your engagement and support over, I mean, not just the last season, but the last three years. And uh, I'm thanking you in advance for uh, all the help that you're going to give us moving forward into season four and season five and many seasons to come. Uh, so thank you all very much. Make sure you tune in on Sunday to episode 401. Truth and Justice is a production of NBI Studios. Michael Bussing is our executive producer. All the music for the show was created by PutThemInASong.com. I want to thank Chris Brinkley of SylviaConsultants.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website. Thank you to Amanda Meyer for creating our Friday follow-up logo. Thank you to our transcription team, Sarah Mueller, Anna Dindorf, Stephanie McConnell, and Britta Bliss. And also thank you to Desiree Dunn for printing and mailing the transcripts. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. Keep sending in your thoughts, theories, and ideas to theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter at truthjusticepod. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, we're signing off. I'm Bob Ruff. I'm Mike Bussing. I'm Shane Yoder. And this has been Truth and Justice.
I guess I am gonna edit this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows which one of the three of us that was. <laughs> right. <laughs> the burp. The burp. I'm, I'm gonna go through this and edit out all the burps. Yeah. It's okay. Don't worry about it. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.